0: Good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of A Sound Heart. The Genesis document begins with these words. This is Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. So God called the light day, and the darkness he called night and there was evening and there was morning the first day now uh, please notice that God's first creative act uh, was that of the creation of light or the electromagnetic spectrum the human eye only perceives one one millionth of the electromagnetic spectrum, and so this is uh, this is not the sun uh, because the sun is created later, but the uh, the basis for all of life <coughs> is light, and uh, this is God's first creative act. Notice in the Book of Genesis, and notice. In verse 2, we have the synchronicity of word act. And so God literally said, Light be, light was. Light be, light was. And so uh, God creates light, and He separates the, the light from the darkness. And so also we have separation uh, introduced into the text as well. And so What we have in Genesis 1 is a sequential narrative. We have the building blocks for life being set in place by God. And so at the end of uh, these creative events, God is going to set up an environment for life. And for life in general, and also (coughs) for human life in particular. So that is what we have here. So this is a very, very powerful account.
1: And we have
0: a further elaboration of uh, this account given in chapter 2 of the book of Genesis. Now, if you notice very carefully, uh, notice what God is doing. And Paul uh, makes reference to this creative act of God in 2 Corinthians, and in where he talks about how Satan hath blinded the mind of those who believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ Jesus should shine upon them. Well, Paul says it was God who commanded the uh, who whose very command removed the darkness of our hearts, from our hearts so that we could receive the light of the glorious gospel of Christ Jesus. And so I want to turn now to the gospel of Luke. This is and I want to read for you verses 33 through 36. Luke 11, chapter, chapter 11, verses 33 through 36. No man, when he hath lighted a candle, putteth it in a secret place, neither under a basket, but on a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. The light of the body is the eye, when thine eye is single, thy whole body also is full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. Take heed, therefore, and so we have the admonition, take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. If thy whole body, therefore, be full of light, having no part dark, the whole shall be full of light as when the bright shining of the candle doth give thee light. Now notice very carefully what Jesus uh, is saying. And he wants his auditors or his hearers to understand that light energy entering the eye is responsible for every aspect of one's growth and health. Once again, light energy entering the eye is responsible for every aspect of one's growth and health. Also, light energy entering the eye causes nerve impulses that influence your lower brain and the pituitary gland. And so, uh, also... The pituitary stimulates other glands to produce uh, other hormones. So the brain and uh, needs light energy. the body needs light energy. And notice uh, how Jesus brings together the uh, the body and the soul. We are unitary beings. We are not dualistic beings. Uh, for instance, I am body and soul. We are not body and soul. We are body soul. There is a different uh, view given in the Word of God that is quite uh, unlike the Cartesian uh, dualistic uh, Western view. So there is a unity of being that is presented to uh, to us and for us in the Word of God. And notice. <coughs> So in verse 34, uh, Jesus here, when he refers to the light of the body, uh, he, he says the light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thy eye uh, is single, the Greek word here for eye is opsalamos, ophthalmos. And after the semicolon, he states, when thine eye is single, hapless. Is the Greek H A P L O U S haplous, which means simple or single? What is he talking about, and what is Jesus referring? The human eye can or has the ability to focus. we uh, and so this is how we. Are able to perceive objects <clears throat> uh, and to because of our ability to focus. And so Jesus wants to bring out a very important doctrine here for us as believing ones. Our focus of necessity must be upon the person of Jesus. If we ha- are to have simplicity, Or if our eye is to be single and not distracted. So we are to concentrate upon the person of Jesus because it is through the person of Jesus that we... that you and I grow spiritually. We are to focus upon him. We are to think about who Jesus is and what he means for our lives. And the more we focus or concentrate upon the person of Jesus, the more of God's light will enter into our hearts and into our lives. The scripture gives us many examples of those who did not focus appropriately upon the person of Jesus. For instance, in the, in the book of Judges, in the Samson uh, cycle, we read that Samson saw Rea is the word in Hebrew. He saw, he thought about, he reflected upon,
1: he ruminated
0: upon this woman. And he told his parents that he wanted them to get this woman for him. And then we read, Samson went down. Throughout the narrative, we read, he went down. He went down. And so we see what accompanies uh, Re'ah, or the divided vision, the one who is uh, of, of the, the of one who is unfocused upon God. What happens to his life? Samson's life ends in tragedy. His eyes are scooped out by the Philistines, and even though, and even in his state, his ungodly state, God God still used this life. God still used him. What a tragedy. And also in the life of David, with regard to Bathsheba, the same Hebrew word, reah, is used in the text by the writer uh, when we read, David saw Bathsheba bathing (coughs) on the rooftop. And so, here we have one with a divided vision, one who is... uh, is not focused on Christ the Bible tells us what happened to David's life and yes he was a man after God's own heart he was a mature believer but he was a mature believer who had a problem and God said to him that his sword sword would never depart his house the Bible wants us to understand that when we focus upon the person of Jesus, we will have wonderful and optimum spiritual health. You and I are not to look to the right or to the left, but we are to look straight ahead. Jesus told the church at Laodicea that they were blind and that they needed eye in order to help their vision, in order to restore their vision. And so what does God want you and I to do? We are to focus on Jesus. It is when we do this, it is when we have this spiritual discipline
1: in our lives,
0: we are healthy. When eyes are on self, when we focus on self, we are not growing. We become wrapped up in self. And self keeps us miserable. When we come out of self and we begin to focus on Jesus, then we will see ourselves grow up into Christ in all things. We become healthy. We become whole. Because now we have learned practiced. practice of focusing upon Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. He will set us free from ourselves. The focus is on Jesus. The focus is on the great physician, the wonderful healer. And notice, uh, in verse 34, we read, uh, Therefore, when thy eye is single, thy whole body is full of light. But, when thy eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. We do not want our lives filled with moral and spiritual pollution so that we cannot focus appropriately upon the Son of God. And so the admonition is given in verse 35. We are to take heed so that we can maintain our spiritual sight or our spiritual focus upon Jesus. Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. Good afternoon. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich, and God bless you.